What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, BJ Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Making the Turn podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and I appreciate you joining me. And today, I'm, we got a pretty nice little spot here, man. I'm sitting out here overlooking Sweetens Cove down here in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, with golf course superintendent Brent Roberson. How you doing, buddy? Great, BJ. How are you? I'm good, man. Glad to have you back on. Yeah, it's been a minute, yep. but uh, yeah, we're back. This, uh, Ben, this is a pretty cool little spot. So the last time you were on, you know, we uh, we were talking before we recorded that we we uh, picked us a little spot down here in town at the hotel. But mm-hmm. uh, tell me what's all going on since then, because now you've got a, a pretty cool little setup here. So what's been happening? Well, in 19, we, we had some investors come in yeah. and uh, helped out financially. We were able to build this pavilion we're under now and... We did a, a heckle deck over by the first tee. Is that what that's called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we call that the heckle deck. Uh, it overlooks our ninth green, so you can kind of banter back and forth. Yeah. And then uh, we put some restrooms in finally, and uh, yeah, it's 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 taking shape. Yep. Um, there's still more that we need to do, but every year we're trying to improve just like everyone else. I hear you. So what, so what as far as the overall project and how things are progressing, is, it, is there these types of things steps along the way or is there still many more things to be planned and done or where are you at kind of on that right now we're just kind of um just staying with what we have um there are some things that we've talked about but nothing's come to fruition yet um maybe on down the line but uh, for now we're gonna work with what we have and uh there's there's possibilities for a few things but uh, nothing's set in stone yet is those cat is those cabins y'all over there? Those little those little houses? No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Someone bought that lot and took advantage of Sweetens Cove yeah. with, uh, yeah, some Airbnb some or something. Exactly. Something like We've that. We've had quite a few. Yeah. Uh, we have the E nine retreat now, and yeah. then No Laying Up bought a house over by One Green. Okay. And uh, I forget how many people can stay in there. I think it's close to ten or twelve. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, the place looks great, man. And uh, so, how's everything going with you in the world? Is it everything's good? Everything's good. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing well. I just had a baby. Yeah, yeah. She's six, almost six weeks now. Her name's Rosemary. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my first child. So that's been a great experience. Um, you know, Chelsea's done amazing. She's yeah. just adapted to motherhood like it's second nature, and uh, it's 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 really an amazing thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it. I hear you. Well, how's that changed for you as, as far as having a child and, you know, the, the demands of work and all that? How's that? How are you adjusting to that? Well, luckily, you know, she's so young. I've been able to take off of work a little bit. Yeah. Rob's been really flexible. And uh, I've got a great staff now. 
Um, the guys have done a great job. Uh, you know, I come in in the mornings every day, but, you know, most of the time I, I'm leaving a little bit early sure. just to give Chelsea a break. But, uh, you know, she's going to head back to work here in uh, mid-July. Yeah. So from then we'll and we'll have to pair it back and forth and figure all that out. But it's going good. The the course is in good shape. Um, we're really getting some great you know warm season weather here and and uh, it's 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 been busy. It's been a it's been a rough spring. I'm, I'm assuming y'all are in the same boat as pretty much everybody else. But I mean, it really hadn't. I mean, I know in in Nashville we were 45. We had one night it was daggum near 40 degrees in the middle of May. Uh-huh. So, I mean, how's things – is it finally starting to take off for you now? It is. The last two weeks especially. Yeah. Um, the nights are staying in the mid-60s. Um, humidity's back. <laughs> Summer's here. Um, Yesterday was miserable. Yeah, but you're right. Um, May was very cool. Yeah. Um, so we didn't really do as much verticutting and top dressing. Sure. I've only verticut now five times. So um, – but we did that yesterday. We we actually are getting a lot of grass now, so we're, yeah. we're going to need to step up our our primo apps and and uh, maybe get back on a new. I haven't done that this year yet. So right. But yeah, it's it's going well. Well, it looks fantastic. Is the uh, native grass? Is it is it fescue? What is that out there? What is well, your, there's a lot. A lot uh, of hodgepodge. There's some fine fescues, uh-huh. tall fescues. Uh, we use a, a Scottish Lynx mix okay. um, where it's got blue stem and all types of different hard and fine fescues. And that's mostly around our bunkers. Some of our native areas that are just off the fairways. Yeah. There's Bermuda in there. There's there's <laughs> weeds. There's how, all how, kinds of stuff. But uh, we, we try and maintain it sure. and keep out the broadleafs and grassies uh, as much as we can. Yeah. Luckily, the past two years, we've been on a uh, a uh, pre-emerge program uh-huh. on our natives. So that's really helped out with weeds. And, and uh, I like them. I'm, I'm, we're in a good spot. We're about to go out and mow everything. Though. Yeah. So you mow it down uh, a couple times a year? That's right. Yeah. yeah we usually do it um, earlier. From the cool May, uh, we've usually already mowed it by now. So we're, right. in the next couple of weeks, we'll mow it out and then, you know, do the trimming around the bunkers as well. They, they look really fantastic. Um, where do you get? Where did you get your Scottish Lynx mix from? Did you? Did it, you? Hogan Seed. Hogan, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, they, they, I mean, I'm telling you, the 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 idea of that native look with the the I don't remember it being that popping, but I, it's been a while since I've been down here. But it looks fantastic. I know I'm talking about things that people can't see, but I hope you hopefully people get a chance to come down here and and if they hear the wind, we're sitting outside right here, kind of in a nice little area where. Um, you know, it's pretty overlooking. What is this? This is the ninth green right here, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah that's nine. Uh, one goes one parallel nine. with yep. the road here. Yep. Um, we're kind of at the turn. Yeah. You know, people will come through, eat lunch at this pavilion, and then make their turn and 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 go through for another nine. Sure. Do um, how's play been? Great. Yeah. Really good. Um, it was a little slow last week because of all the rain. Uh huh. But other than that, we've we've been hitting some great numbers and things are looking really good. I see that the uh, the ninth green has two flags. Is that standard now or that's standard? Yep. Mm-hmm. We've implemented that. I think it was um, back in 2018 or 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just stuck. So uh, people enjoy it. It's two different holes, and uh, a lot of times they play totally different. We try and make our blue flag 
the easier one, uh-huh. and then the white flags are are much harder sometimes. Okay, so talk talk to me about the flags. Do you when you go? Is there one nine or the other? Can you or do they mix and match? How do you play them? Is it you play the front nine white flags and then the uh, blue flag back nine? Is that how it goes? We suggest that you do the blue and then the white. Okay. But do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different games you can play. You sure. can have if you did a stableford, you could get more points for the white versus the blue, and and there's just a ton of games. So if you're not a great player and you just want to enjoy it, yeah, um, go to either one you want. You know, it's uh, it's it's up to the golfer really. Yeah. Well, that's a neat concept, especially y'all have. You know, it's this is a this is kind of a you know the nine hole concepts different, and this is a completely different feel and. You know, it's what makes you guys unique and special, and just having little things like that, um, you know, just give it a little bit more, um, you know, excitement as when you're out mm-hmm. there. Yes. Um, we have a, a new general manager. His name's Matt, and um, he's done a great job with the tournaments that uh-huh. we've been having. Um, we had a tournament last year that was an absolute blast. We had six-man teams, and we were playing double low ball, so two scores counted. And there was a little differences. On, I think on par fives, we actually counted three scores. Okay. Something like that. But it was a blast. And there's just so many different ways to to have a tournament here. And, and Matt's done a really good job. And, and with social media, we're able to reach out a lot further. People are coming from far off. Yeah. I mean, every day I'll go through the parking lot just looking at license plates. And, you know, we get a lot of Indianas and Kentuckys and new york's and florida's and and so the word is out and that's good we uh we're getting a lot of travel play that's y'all been my opinion one of the leaders in far as driving social media and having to create a brand and you know drive you know drive your clientele and and i think that's been something that y'all done really well that you know golf courses are still in the infancy about doing you know some courses you know, some courses don't have to. I mean, you know, just... The, the private par- clubs probably don't like to. Sure. But um, with us as a public course in the middle of nowhere, it's really helped us Literally. out. And <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, the word of mouth yeah. has, has gone a long ways with us. And I think uh, social media is starting to take off, though, in our business yep. and, and golf in general. You know, you can you can get on and, and find out what's going on all around the country, and 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 it's kind of neat. And yep. like I've I've learned things personally on the golf course um, from people trying things and seeing it, right? And, and these videos that you see, it's 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 pretty neat. It's an adjustment to learning, in my opinion. Yep. You know, there's there's a lot of different ways to skin the cat, and and with us, you know, if we can find a way to do it better, I'm all for it. I hear you. So what? So how long have you been here now? Since March of fifteen. March of fifteen. So yeah. what have what? What are some of the things you've learned along the way? Some of the challenges you still face, or uh, and some of the things that you're you, you now you feel like you're 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 dialing in on. Well, you know, this course was a lot different from Florida, South Florida, where I came from. Uh, I grew up here, but there's just challenges in drainage mostly yeah. that I really try and improve every year um the soils very very hard red clay some blue clay in spots and so as much drainage as i can do uh i'm doing it Mm -hmm. um and then you know the natives at first i didn't i didn't really know how to maintain the cool season natives and over the years i've learned and and picked the brain off off salesmen and 
and you know guys that know more than I do and and I've I've kind of got a program down and and you know the greens at first we didn't really have a ton of money so I was I was using more uh, you know farm style fertilizers melting down you know urea and and doing things like that to save money but now I'm I'm on a better program Um, I'm I'm comfortable with water management now Um, you know if 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 we don't get much rain, this place plays so good when it's dry. And right. I mean, in 16, I almost ran out of water. <laughs> so we, uh, we figured out, you know, this, this 419 can handle quite a bit of drought and it plays well. And, and so we're trying to keep it a little firmer and faster, um, dependent on, you know, what they want. That's kind of how the course is basically designed and set up, is it to be firm and fast Absolutely. for the most part. Yeah, Rob, they only put, you know, single-head irrigation in, in a lot of these fairways. And right. That just tells you he, he, he loves it firm and fast. When I send him pictures of, of dried-out fairways, he, he, he's all about it. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's nice to have that. You know, I've, I've been on the other side. I've been where they want it green year-round and, you know, don't let it dry out. It want, we want it to look beautiful yeah it looks lush now i mean it's probably it not ideal it's probably not ideally what you want it's it's firmer than it looks yeah but yeah the lows are pretty wet right now they're they're still a little moist you're still mowing all pretty much uh one height everywhere except the natives yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah it looks good it looks real good talk to me about this we're looking at this that's new i guess this mm-hmm. new putting green talk to yep. me about how that came about and um, what sort of challenges you got there well, after the investors came in, um, we wanted to enhance this area, just the, the turn. There wasn't right. much here. We had a gravel parking lot in the shed, and that was it. Right. So we wanted to be a little more comfortable, and uh, so we built this pavilion, and then this heckle deck over here that, that uh, overlooks nine, and then we did this putting green here, which is around 19,000 square feet. Um, it's blended in pretty well it's very severe it's it's more severe than any of the greens on the course um and then we wrapped around the putting green yeah. uh, we hydro seeded a lot of that with fine fescue and then we did a lot of sodding around the shed there uh with just tall fescue sure. and then we did we, we built this fence along the border and it kind of just tells people where to go right on onto one t but yeah, we and then we put in a bathroom and, and it just sets up a little better and people can grill out or, you know, we we don't discourage people from bringing coolers and food and and uh, it's it's just kind of a I don't know relaxed atmosphere here. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, now, do you rent this out for events or things like that or is it just kind of for whatever? Not really. Yeah. I think we just use it day to day. Let people get under here and cool off we got fans and it's always a good breeze up here anyway yeah uh, it feels nice the, the um what was the issues with growing this green in because I, I know people can't see it but there's some severe humps and bumps in that so what what sort of challenges does that provide well early on um when we got it molded where we wanted it we keyed it in and it was just so soft for so long and just to get this thing sliced was a chore. We had to do a lot of hand slicing where we just had rebar and, and a bed knife just kind of pushing the sprigs into the banks. Yeah. Um, so I kind of stayed off the banks, but we were fertilizing every two to three days with something different. And it really started to travel laterally and uh, just watering it on a good schedule and then staying off those humps for a right. while. 
And then I finally was able to get a one ton roller on it, get it pressed and able to get all the way across the green with it. Once I was able to do that, I knew we were, we were, we were going to be okay. Sure. Um, the humps did take longer. They were thin, but we would, you know, when we first cut cups, we, we would place a cup into that, you know, and, right. and it grew in pretty quick. We were fertilizing it constantly, but, um, I think uh, it was open for play within three months. Yeah. So that ain't bad. No. So what's the irrigation like around it? Can you? There's nothing in the middle, I would assume. So you got mm -hmm. you got just irrigation all the way around it. Well, I got eight green heads and then eight surround heads on the back end. Okay. Um, and then two more heads over here for the tees. Uh, they do reach it. I have to have the furthest throw. Um, I think right now I have the red Toro nozzles. Yeah, but they do. They reach all the way across, and uh, I haven't I haven't had any troubles with that. I only run two to three heads though to keep the pressure up. Sure. What's this? Is this a T right here? Mm-hmm. What, yeah. What's that for? That's a back T. That's that's number one now. She's six hundred. Oh my goodness. Yep. I was wondering if that was number one. I guess, but I mean it makes sense now looking at it but you'd have to go right over number nine you go green. right over nine green yeah. so you you have to let them walk off before you hit you've yeah. got to be conscious of do you ever have off. the t's back here i see the t's over oh, like yeah. one up from it I've, i have them back here all the time yeah yeah it's a have you played it from back here yes um for me it brings that right waist bunker into play now beforehand that really wasn't in play now it brings it into play and uh it's a lot longer. Um, if you're hitting that thing in two, you can hit it. Yeah. Well, man, this man, this, I, this place is pretty freaking special, and I know it's been a lot of fun. You, um, did, did you have a maintenance facility yet still, or is that still something in the works? Did you have that last time we were here? We have future plans to build another one closer to the course, yeah. but, yes, I have a maintenance facility. It's, it's down the highway a little bit, though, uh, up here on the right-hand side. It was okay. an old... Uh, tree building yeah uh, it was a, a company that went around cutting down trees for people and uh we've we've got bay doors and we've got a little garage area where we can get most of our equipment in yeah um but in the future i really want it soon but somewhere over in here we're talking about building a maintenance facility closer so that we can get back and forth a little bit quicker yeah. right now if you're driving out and you forget something and go back, you've lost 20 minutes of the day. <laughs> so it's it's we try to make sure we have everything we need when we leave that shop. Yeah. Well, it's tough because everything is out here. Mm -hmm. Nothing's back over there. So I mean, it's uh that'd be one of those things that you just get closer, you'd be better off. You know. Early on, when there was only three or four of us out here, we would bring you know small tools down just in case we forgot something so he wouldn't have to go all the way to the shop but yeah. it's it's fine and and like i said my crew they're they're much better um they have started playing golf they've really taken an interest in what's going on not just what they're doing right um and it's made a huge difference and and they want to they want to understand why they're doing things now and, and that's a great step in the right direction for a crew i mean if you can if you can get them wanting to know more it's 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 a lot easier on you in the long run if you can teach them properly well that's a big thing you know i um i know it's taking you some time and you know just having to get the momentum about this place but uh you know developing your staff and not only having a good staff but having a staff that understands what they're doing and training them properly talk a little bit about where you are now with your staff and kind of how it's set up now 
Well, now I have six full-time employees, including an assistant. Um, and then I also have one part-timer, and he actually lives right over there. Uh, his well, name, nice. his name's Larry. He's starting to cut cups for us, and, and he enjoys it. Um, but, yeah, I think the first few years it was difficult keeping a staff. Yeah. Um, we we had a lot of turnover, but this past year has been great. I don't think I've lost a guy in a year and a half. Uh, so we we just try and, and, and mix up the jobs. Um, I like to teach them why we do things, and we've we've built on to what we started with, and now I feel comfortable, you know, taking some time off and not worrying about sure. it. Sure. Um, you know, they've they've I like that they're wanting to play golf now too, and they are they've got the bug. So, you know, they're playing here on Mondays and, and afternoons when they get off, and, and I like to see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's encouraging because that not only they get out and see kind of what they've been doing and working on, but they also get to see it from a, their customer's perspective, and you might pick up on things you wouldn't normally see just driving around, you know. And enjoy what they've put yeah, together. Sure. You know, you, you at, as someone who maintains a golf course, you always tend to see what you need to do, but I, yeah. try, and, I try and tell them, like, Look, enjoy it. Just have fun. Yeah. Now, one of the things I know and I've seen on social media, and, and you probably don't like talking about it, but this place floods real bad a lot. Mm-hmm. So how, how, what are some of the challenges with that and how that's caused some heartache over the years? Well, the flooding is tough, but uh, we've got a good system down on what we need to do. It's yeah. mostly debris pickup. We have had some flash floods that have had a bunch of silt on top and you come out and there's there's a layer on your greens that you almost have to pressure wash off. Right. Um, it's difficult. It's it can be backbreaking too because we've had back to back to back floods, <laughs> and you know that's 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 tough. But you know, luckily these last well, not two years, but this past year wasn't bad. Uh, but you know, in years past, nineteen twenty, it was. It was pretty tough yeah. the, on those winters. Luckily, it only happens usually when it's colder. So, right, you know, it doesn't affect um, play as as much because we're not getting much play anyway. Right. So, uh, but yeah, floodings. It's it is what it is. The course was built here. It's my job to maintain it and fix anything that goes wrong. And and you know, those floods can be debil- debilitating. But we just you know. Get the shovels out and yeah, just get it cleaned up. You know, you just you you got to do it. That's kind of you know, it's kind of like the old adage: "How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time?" You know, yeah. you just, sometimes you just come in here and you go, "Well, we got an elephant on the golf course today. We got to take care of." Yeah, you it, know, you can't shy away from the hard work because that's what you know we all have to deal with, and every course is different. There's problems that I haven't you know gone through here, but you yeah. know, it's it's. It's a different mentality, though. The golf is, is more relaxed, and, and people have a good time. And, and if, if people are enjoying it, then I'm doing my job. Well, I know they're certainly enjoying it because, you know, the buzz about this place is going crazy, and and uh, you're doing a fantastic job here. I mean, it's obvious by the uh, – the, the, hopefully when we get done, maybe we can ride around and take a look at sure. that. Just love to go see out the golf course. But um, – is Rob still here? Or is he? Is he? Uh, does he stop in from time to time? Yeah, Rob's still here. Yeah. I, I communicate with him all the time on the yeah. phone, but he's busy. You know, yeah. he's he's got multiple projects going, and uh, he's in and out. But I, I I've played in a few tournaments where he's he's played as well, and you know, we talk, and 
every time he has a chance, he gets out here, and 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 I like to ride through with him because. Yeah. You know, just like you today, if we ride through, you'll probably see some things that I don't see. I like to I like to take people around and 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 get people's opinions on things, and obviously his is the most important. Yeah. So we uh, we work well together. Yeah. I, this I'm just. Do you have any like fun games? Is this thing open? This putting green? Yeah. It's, do you have it's like open. little uh, like chat uh, like short game challenges and things like that we what we do is we do cross country putting yeah. um during tournaments we'll put a pin on one far side and a pin on the other yeah and and create like almost two more holes and it's a lot of fun because there's slopes that move each way if you hit it on the the top there it'll come all the way down to this and then <laughs> You know, there's different ways to hit each putt, but uh, that thing is severe. We don't roll it as much as the other greens yeah. because it can get a little too fast. You know, the funny thing is, and if you've never been here, if you see this green, it's not, I mean, it may not be as far off from the greens on the course as you might think, but it is severe. But you, that's that's kind of what you're trying to accomplish here is a little bit of what you're going to see on the golf course, I would imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's... There's backboards all over this place, yeah. and, and you know if you can, if you're a member and you know this golf course, you've got a very large advantage over someone who's coming here for the first time. I, it reminds me of Tobacco Road. I was in Pinehurst for a little while, and that golf course, the first time I played it, ate me alive. Second time, I got a yardage book and I shot mid 70s. Yeah. So it's it's that type of course. It looks worse than it is if you play it properly it's not that bad the fairways are wide open and yeah. if you hit it on the right side of the hole you're going to make some birdies yeah that's the thing that i noticed i i it took me a couple of times to play it the first time i was lost and didn't know what to do i was too yeah because i wasn't I, in one i didn't know what to expect you know i came out here and just you know somebody said go play it and we you know you don't know what to expect and then all of a sudden they're like well oh, this is different and so mm -hmm. it takes you a couple of times to go around and and uh figure out what what to do and where to hit it but uh, yeah i mean it's pretty generous once you once you figure that out the natives are very penal yeah you, know, you don't, don't want to be hit, in them but you shouldn't be there you know if you're hitting it into the native that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty bad shot but i love the look of the tall wispy grass yeah uh especially in areas that aren't in play and we, we're getting them cleaner I, I just love the contrast that it makes and 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 you know, some people, they really don't like it. There, there's opinions each way. Sure. I've, I've known people that have come out and said, I, I just, this is just not my style. And I understand that too. But I just think if you, if you come out and you enjoy golf and, and you're having a good time, then, then there's nothing wrong with that. Now, and this is a place where you can see some buddies coming out here and just hanging out all day, drinking beer and having a blast and, and uh, this is this is right up the alley of just having a, a good old time at mm -hmm. the golf course. Very laid back, and uh, it's not like what you get in a stuffy private country club. No, it's totally different. Um, you know, there's been tournaments that where we've brought in lights. We there was one. I think we had 22 lights out here. Yeah, and we lit up the entire course. People were playing night golf. Sir. <laughs> But we had a we had somebody trying to drive off the the golf course here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no cards. I'm sure it happens all the time, right there. Yeah, oh yeah, they drive right down through here, and then there's a little walk ramp that yeah. they come down. I guess he pushed his tee shot on one. I don't know what he did. Yeah, well, heck, he shouldn't be over there. I've seen people fly it almost in the hole on eight from one tee now. 
Yeah. Seriously? Eight greens over there. That's <laughs> not that's not even close to the fairway. Well, you know, we don't have a driving range. Our yeah. driving range is a shot of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, y'all have your own whiskey, don't you? Well, that's not part of the course. That uh, That is its own separate entity, but they've used our logo, and uh, they've done pretty well. Uh, I've, I've it's tasted expensive. it. It's expensive. It's very expensive. Jesus. Um, but it's good. So tell, tell me about that. Uh, what, what's the deal with that? I don't know everything about it, okay. but they, they've come out with uh, a couple different bottles, two or three, I think, and um, each one is different, um, and they've had good reviews, but yeah, it is expensive. It's a high-end um, whiskey that uh, has our logo on it. It's called Sweetens Cove, and um, it's done pretty well out here. I don't know if you um, TikTok or anything. Uh, Chelsea does. I don't. But and some of them are funny. I, but, <laughs> I, I do like it. But if you if you get okay, so the way TikTok works is you you can go down, you can start going down a road, and it'll just take you down. Like you'll get everything you want to know about a particular subject. So if you like cooking and you start watching cooking videos, then that's all, all sudden, you're going to see. That's all you're sudden you're you're going to see a, a majority. So it doesn't really matter, right? Well, I I'm in, interested in whiskey, and it takes you down all these whiskey roads of people okay. that are reviewing whiskeys. Well, I came across this guy reviewing these whiskeys, and one of them was Sweetens Cove, and he was and he uh, was talking about how it it uh, I guess it's very high proof or something. I, I don't remember exactly the, the they're deep. all different, but they're yeah. pretty high. I, yeah. I don't know exactly how much. Well, it, he he made it. it, it the comment was, is it was very good, but it's very spicy, like hot, got mm -hmm. a little heat to it. Because maybe I think it may be like 110 or something. I don't remember the exact video, but the, it's funny because I, I somebody was reviewing, and that's how I think I found out about it. Was just down the old whiskey TikTok road. <laughs> Our first founders event, uh, we had a tasting. It was the first time anyone had was able to try it, and uh, yeah. It was uh, it, it's hot. Yeah, it's hot for sure. Now, it, was it just, was it is it distilled somewhere around here or no? Is that am I not am I was there a story I'm not, about? I'm not exactly sure. Okay, I'm not exact. I'm not, I don't want to say something wrong here, yeah. but uh, it it does have our brand on it, and um, there's a few different ones. They're hard to find, I hear. Um, so if you see one, it's probably a good investment just to buy it. You might even be able to resell it for more. So I I think I saw a bottle. For north north of a hundred bucks or something, maybe more than that. They're over two hundred. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's like wow. So if you want it, I mean, it's going to cost you. But it, yeah, it's it, uh, it's <laughs> special occasion. right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm for me for me anyway. I don't know. I, maybe just to, like you said, maybe just to ha have and hang on to. Maybe it'll be worth something. Someday. I think that's the thing to do with it. If yeah. I, 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 I in the in the wild, I've never found a bottle. Yeah, I have. I've only drank it when people brought it, or or you know, and and it's good. But yeah. I, I don't know if I could afford it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I I tell this some a lot of times. I studied Joe Rogan, and a lot of times he's. He's drinking whiskey or doing something. I've never really done that on this podcast. I don't usually tape them where somebody's got to go back to work or something. But you know, I, uh, they. Uh, I love the idea of just sitting around chatting on, on a whiskey and a cigar one day. That'd be a this would be a perfect spot to do that. Actually. Oh, it, it is. It is. People loosen up when they drink. You know, it yeah. probably makes for a little better podcast. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Uh, I think I've had one or two beers. Uh, we had. Uh, Ryan Emerson, I went up and 
we on his we we had a couple beers at the uh, oh, cool. one night after we were about to eat steak dinner. So, but that's about it, man. I, I I haven't. I think probably I would get some guys to loosen up a little bit more and and have some fun. Oh, Who for knows? sure, you'll know, you'll you'll figure a lot more out. <laughs> I've done I've done enough of these now. I'm going to have to start getting people to drink because I I can't keep asking you what you've been doing or how's your family. <laughs> it's a, it's it's all good. You know, it, uh, how's Ryan doing? I, I talk to him occasionally. I bet that place is looking. Now, good. I I've had to. For, uh, I've been fortunate enough to go back several times um, and for various reasons but uh, the place is looking fantastic and uh, you know it's every time I go up there something's changed the clubhouse is one of the most beautiful spots I've ever sat at see when I went they were in plans to start building that clubhouse yeah so it went up quick yeah, they have a. Um, it sits right overlooking. You can't really. You can. They they're clearing a bunch of trees, but you can see down to eighteen, and it overlooks that whole valley. And you can. And you've got the little short par three course there, or whatever. And um, it's got a nice little outdoor area, and the clubhouse is super sweet. Is it? Yeah, it's a. Uh, you got to get up there sometime. He, uh, I, I. You're not that used, far from him, are you? No, I used his hydro seeder here. Yeah. He let me use it, and uh, when I when I went to pick it up. Or or ask him about it. He drove me through the course, and we got to eighteen, and he's he's like jumping out on these rocks on this cliff. I said, "Man, I can't even get off this green. Yeah, my legs are locked up. I played golf. <laughs> That's scary over oh, there. Oh man, I can't do it. I, I said, I don't know how you guys were cutting these trees, but there is no way in hell I would have been able to do that. <laughs> and I was I was playing golf in Cherokee uh, last year with Chelsea and. We got up on this one hole and it was like a bluff, you know. I'm, I walk up to this tee and there's just this edge and it, it's a, it's a drop about I don't know how many feet to the fairway and I couldn't even swing. Yeah, I, it was like the 17th hole and I was playing good and I could not, I could not get my legs to move. <laughs> so I got problems in that area. So I don't know if I'd ever be able to manage a mountain course like like Ryan's doing up there. Well, that um, there's a funny story about that. Uh, that I, I guess he's, you're probably talking about off of 18. You can kind of it's up by it, the green. Yeah, you, we, we, he, you can he, jump he over this out. like little. I was it, like, it looks going out. It looks like you're not nothing crazy. But when you come back uh, and you look down, it's like that's that's way down there. Yeah, just thinking about it's bothering me right now. <laughs> I, I can't do it. What course did you play in Cherokee? Because I just took my son up there. Uh, was it Sequoia National? Sequoia National. Sequoia National. Yep, yep. They were actually uh, Sequoia National. putting in uh, better billy bunkers, and, and or was it? It was either cap- it was capillary concrete. Yeah, they were redoing like I think two or three holes at a time when I played it. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, it was it was an experience. There's a lot of lot of sharp downhill spots with a cart that get a little jiggy too but <laughs> i uh yeah i got the 17t and i just couldn't even swing yeah those mountain courses are something else and um you know ryan's course is uh it, it's it you it all culminates at 18 but you're right i mean that's spooky over there mm-hmm. and uh you know it's <laughs> i actually hit i played the other day and hit it left and it you really can't i mean you you have like 20 yards of fairway because everything kind of rolls to the left yeah and, but I, I hit it left and man it's i hope it didn't hit somebody 2500 feet down but um it went off the. i never found it and i wasn't going i wasn't going to go looking too far over to the left to find <laughs> you it. you know a cool course around here that's just reminds me of it uh is mont lake i don't know if you know mont- where mont lake is Mm-mm. mont lake's up on um it's on the mountainside of soddy daisy 
there was a I grew up here, but there's a there was a road that used to go from Dunlap over to Saudi Daisy, and it's on this road. It's it, I think it's Mowbray Mountain. Anyway, this golf course is similar. Uh, the back nine has back-to-back holes, 17 and 18, that have these huge rock cliffs. And there's just it's there's a lot of character. Yeah. It's not in great shape now, but man, if someone went in there and redid that place, it could be special. I, it reminds me a little bit of some of the shots at Macklemore. Yeah, Macklemore is a special place. I mean, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I don't know. I I, um, I, I enjoy playing golf. I don't get to play as much, but uh, man, uh, he's got. I, I can't. I don't know if I can tell you. He's got some pretty cool things that are. I can't really probably say out loud, but he's got some pretty cool stuff coming down the road. Good for him. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I think golf's really taken off. I think last year with COVID, yeah. people realized they need to be outside more. And, and a lot of the, the people from high school that downplayed golf and played other sports are all playing golf now. Right. And I think the sports popularity's been helped out from COVID, women, children, everybody's playing. And I like to see that, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see more more people out here yeah it's uh you know we were we were a a beneficiary of the the whole pandemic and you know and it was good to see golf kind of recover and and it was a way for people to get out and do things Uh, i don't know what your protocols were but everybody's was kind of a little bit different but uh we all made it through and Mm -hmm. and golf uh you know as as much as it pains me that other industries kind of suffered um, you know, this was a this was a way for people to kind of get a uh, get back to doing something with their families, get back to doing something they hadn't done in a while, mm-hmm. get out and do uh, enjoy nature, and uh, um, it, it was deemed pretty safe uh, when, as far as what we were you know uh, going through. So, uh, what it what how how was that year like for you guys? It was a little scary at first. You know, you don't know what to think. Uh, I know Hamilton County their their courses shut down for yeah. a while. Um, we didn't here, uh, Marion County. We never, we never shut down, but there was just a lot of question marks at first. Like everybody just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. We weren't really sure. They're still finding out more about it, but um, we just kind of plugged along. And then, you know, we were we were doing individual carts. We had the uh, PBC in the cups, uh, no touching the flag sticks, that sort of thing. We were cleaning disinfecting carts every day and 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 really promoting walking sure um but uh other than that you know at the shop we cleaned more um obviously we were around each other all the time so uh we weren't really using masks uh too much um unless there was more than four to five people in a in an area right but but, you know you always it's it's like I'm, i'm still used to having that mask in my car now and it's 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 kind of nice to get back to somewhat normal, um, but uh, it was good for the golf course. We had tons of play, and, and like I said, I think it brought more people to the game. Yeah, I do. I believe that wholeheartedly. I, I feel like that the golf, you know, like I said, the golf benefited a lot from it. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I saw <laughs> the courses I helped in Nashville, I mean, sun up to sundown you know they did the things they needed they ran out of carts the biggest thing was the carts single rider carts you'd have 50 people on the tee sheet and 50 carts out I and mean, that's all the carts you had that was the the biggest challenge was trying to figure out how to overcome that and uh, you know just some of the some of the crazy protocols with with having to you know just i don't know if we we did the 
I guess the noodles and the holes and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, we just fought, fought through it. And mm-hmm. did you have anybody get it, or did you nobody get sick or anything? Nobody on yeah. our our crew got it. Yeah. And um, uh, Colt, who works in the shed, he he got it. Um, another guy, Colin, who was working here, got it. But other than that, we we didn't have any problems. Matt, myself, we didn't we yeah. didn't get COVID, and and we were around people, especially Matt, you know. But he he kind of shut the shed and and was doing like a window service deal, which sure. which was good. But yeah, it was just a different time, and I'm I'm ready to be through with it and <laughs> and move on. Especially with the children, I feel like they got they got years taken away that are yeah. that are some of the most fun, and I feel bad for them more than anybody. The college students. Uh, <laughs> You know, high schoolers, little kids. I mean, yeah. it was it was that's that was probably the toughest thing I think. Well, we probably could go down and I don't know if it was all handled exactly the way it should have been from that standpoint, but because never seemed like kids were really all that in jeopardy. But I had daughters and sons in college, and they had to go online, and my brother same way, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think for the for the most part, that's the part that stunk the most was just the kids having to get disrupted and how all that was handled and everybody was doing something different and my brother has kids in private school and they were you know they they really didn't miss a beat outside of having to wear masks you know so i mean i think they did some but they were back in school pretty quickly so and the restaurants too yeah Uh, all the restaurants they got got hit hard i felt bad for the the music industry yeah yeah i didn't yeah they were probably doing okay but (laughs) yeah they got definitely got affected yeah I see the guy trap breaking down there. He's yeah, we um, we had some standing water. Yeah, and uh, we're just cleaning up some around some of our drains. We have catch basins in these bunkers. Oh, do you? And we so we always have to constantly clean them. Uh, it's it's a bit of a job, but I don't imagine you're hand raking those much. No, we've never hand raked that yeah. bunker. It's probably I don't know four or five acres. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably three acres. Yeah. We have two large, large bunkers on three and nine, and and they're 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 a job just to trap rake. Yeah, it looks like it. And he just is he cleaning around the drain now, or is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, we have two sand pros now. I think last time we talked, I was I was in the process of of going through getting a new lease, and so we've got two fairway mowers now, and and three triplexes, and two sand pros, and two blowers. So we we have hit the jackpot with equipment. Now you just um, need the people. <laughs> right. But we, I mean, our staff, honestly, with this size staff for nine hole golf course, yeah. seven to eight people is pretty good. Um, it gets difficult when you get an verification and actually mowing the natives. That becomes pretty big chore. But um, um, how do you accomplish mowing the natives with combination of equipment or? You I have- got an out front mower now. It's, uh, and then I also have a, um, a finishing mower, almost like a bush hog. Yeah. And we get those out in some of these larger areas. And then around some of the rocks and bunker edges, we have to weed eat. Sure. Um, and that's a tough job. But, you know, we have to keep it, you know, all one height. You don't want this this strip of native <laughs> right. right around the bunker edge. So you it, you have to get in there and get with it. And it's, it's a job. But a couple, three times a year, it's not too bad. Do you do in front of the tees more so than any of them? I, mean, I do that. I I was just looking actually on number one. I need to mow that down. It's, yeah. Somebody's probably hitting those seed heads with their driver. So, so, so I will. I'll kind of make low a couple, on the face. <laughs> little couple stripes around the front end yeah. of the tee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just 
it's just gorgeous out here, man. I, it's a good day. It's I, like I a lot you, cooler than it's been. I know. I mean, if I, maybe it's just because we're sitting up underneath the uh, pavilion here, but it's it's freaking nice out here. Not even a cloud in the sky. When's your airification? Uh, let's see. It'd be July sixth. Uh, July fourth is on a Sunday, so we're we're gonna we're gonna have golf that Monday, and then we're going into airification. Do you um, close down? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year I was able, we got verticut units on our fairway mowers. I was able to get really aggressive with my verticut and pre-airification. And I think I'm going to do that again this year because it worked great. And it actually healed faster, I think. I think the, the, the deep verticut uh, pushed the grass laterally a little more. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Um, the more you can do it, especially in the growing season, the better. I mean, it just makes everything... You know, that you got 419? I have 419 fairways yeah. and mini verde greens. Yeah, that I mean that 419 gets it can, can take it. Yeah, it, it it you can beat it up pretty good and get it to make make a nice little plush fairway like that with a verticutter. I um I was able to get all the way around the course last year going yeah. deep. I was trying to Is get it a tractor a lot driven of thatch out. Uh it, no, it's, it's a fairway unit. Fairway units. Yeah. So you got to watch your you have to kind of set your your speed for them because otherwise they want to they want to floor it sure and and you bog that engine down when you're going deep so we we have to kind of play with it so that no one by deep what do you mean we were going close to a half inch deep. yeah oh wow yeah I bet that is taxing on the mower it was very taxing what um, kind of what kind of uh, cleanup did that present it was a lot yeah uh, we we had we were doing one hole a day and so. On a Monday, I would knock out par fives because we were close. So I do one and three, and then you know try and do two par fours. Uh, I don't know. It, it, we were just trying to do as much as we could. Yeah. It took almost a month and a half to get all the way completed. The cleanup was there was a a, a ton. Yeah. Uh, going that deep, so we we had a sweeper, and we were dumping it, and then we were mowing it, and then we were blowing it, and I mean there was just grass going everywhere. But, <laughs> But uh, it needed it. Our our thatch and our organic on top of our fairways is it was getting spongy. So I'm I'm probably not going to go as deep this year, but I want to keep, you know, training it is the way I say it. You know, with Bermuda, you you can just beat it up and beat it up and beat it up. And yeah. It's it's going to come back in the summer. You know, in South Florida, even on greens, we were quadruple. Uh, verticutting and, and airifying and, and doing all kinds of stuff to them. I right. mean, that you would get done and it would look like it's 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 toast. But <laughs> you know, you just throw some fertilizer on it and and keep it watered during that time and get the sand in the holes and they come back pretty good. Yeah, it's a phenomenal grass. I tell you, it bounces back from just about anything. I, I wondered if you were going to feel like you have to keep going that deep, or can you, you know, every so often just go that deep and then and then every other year or so just kind of tickle it every now and then. That's what I'm going to start doing this year. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to do more of it and and just less less severe. Uh, get, maybe a quarter inch, maybe even less, just yeah. just to get just some of those uh, rhizomes and stolons cut. Now, what's your airification process on your greens? I have uh, I've scheduled two this year, and I do half inch. Uh -huh. um, I want to try these ninja tines. I haven't tried them. Right. Um, uh, I've had I've heard good and bad. I, I I don't know. I haven't done it. But uh, this year I'm going to do half inch side ejects, and then come back after my second one uh, a week and a half later. We're going to do a dry jet. Yeah. 
and that's worked good for me uh the doing the dry jack last it seems to firm them up for fall and then you get a little better root growth and you're not disrupting them late so it's 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 worked good for me do you feel like the half inch is about as big as you could go tine size wise that's easy for me to say i uh I used to always do five eighths, yeah. um, especially in Florida. But we were closed longer, and I don't know. I, I've I've switched to half inch, and I think I've maybe got three days of recovery time from it. You know, so I like what I'm pulling out of the ground, yeah. and, and and with that extra jaject incorporating more sand, I feel like I'm I'm fine. I'm not losing ground. On sure. It. You just go one direction with the five, uh, the half inch. Yes. Or, yeah. Have you had any experience with the drilling field? Have, have you, you? I have not. Yeah. I've talked to a couple of people about it, and it sounds like a really good idea here. What we do have is this natural uh, concrete sand with, with gravel in it uh-huh. in our soil. So every time we airify, we're pulling up rocks. So it's a bit of a chore to get the greens cleaned off after that. But uh, that being said, I think there's also some benefits of having those rocks in there because our greens drain well. Right. And um, I don't know. They they they're firmer to me. That was the mix that was used on the greens, wasn't it? That yes. You, we talked about that last yeah, time. Yeah, it's concrete sand. I'm doing the uh, drill and fill next week, um, Tuesday at, at Champions Run, and it, I'm I'm familiar with the process. I've never seen it done though, so I'm interested to see. But they have push up, uh, old very old Champion greens. Okay. They're all push up, uh, about two and a half acres. Um, and we're going to go 10 inches deep nice. and three, three quarters, three quarters, or I forget the time. I think it's three quarters. It might even be an inch. Wow. But it's, and then we're going to go right behind that with a, with a half inch tines and vertica, and vertica. So they're going to get, go. they're going to, but they don't, they like, it's been very nice the last few days, but they've been so saturated with water. They were so soft that even mowing them would create uh, tracks and lines. And they've just had, they've just battled that for forever. And I think getting down past that clay layer and getting some water to move through that area is going to be super beneficial. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, here it's not on our greens, but in our fairways, we have that perched layer yeah. of clay. They, they did, um, you know, top dress the fairways or sand cap them, I should say, but some of them are, are better than others. Yeah. So, you know, those channels, if you can get any kind of channel through that clay, it's going to be much better and it's going to get through there and hopefully move through your soil faster. I don't know what your profile looks like, but with us, all we have to do is dig a six inch trench and fill it full of sand and all of that water will just go to that area. Right. It, the, it doesn't get past our clay. It takes forever. <laughs> well, I, I, I think this is going to be something that's going to be very beneficial for them um, in, in recommending doing it in probably subsequent years, you know, just to get these channels in these greens where they're – because there's probably, I would say, five inches down you're going to hit that clay. You change, you know, you've changed a cup on a push-up green. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a two-step process. But so the, you hit the clay and that and the cups, you know, it could it could rain and all the holes are filled with water. I, I believe that what we're going to do is going to at least eliminate I mean, a lot of that. A lot. And, you know, it's, I think it's three-inch spacings, 10 inches deep, with you know, and we're filling it back with dry sand. So that's great. it's going to be good. I mean, I think it's going to make a huge difference on those greens. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see. It has to help. I, I hope so. I mean, it, I, it's, uh, it's, not a, it's not a 
cheap process, but it's uh, it, I think it's going to be it's better than rebuilding your greens. You know, putting all new drainage in and everything. So with what you got, just incorporating as much sand as you can. That's all you can really do. Oh, for sure, man. These guys are playing the back tees. They're big, oh, yeah. big ballers. He's uh, got his hat on backwards. He means business. Oh, he does. Every one of them. So, um, you uh, you mentioned the investors, and the last time we talked, we really didn't get into that. How's that? How's that been going? With you know, they're pretty got a couple pretty high profile investors. Uh, how how is that? Do they come on the property much, or are they how involved are they? Uh, they're they're very involved. Um, you know, I answer to Rob. He he controls the operations of the course but uh a guy by the name of mark rivers has come in and and really kind of got us on uh uh you know we were early on we were young we we weren't managing the business as well as we could i think he's more of a business-minded guy and he's kind of brought that process and really honed it in a little better for us and then you know he works for a group that that uh, uh, came in, and they're all golf lovers. Um, you know, Peyton is one of them, Peyton Manning. Uh, Andy Roddick is another. Tom Nolan is another guy. Skip Bronson, yeah, real estate uh, developer. Um, there was a lot of guys, and, and uh, Peyton's been out a few times. He brought his son out the last time he played. and Sweet. Um, you know, he's come, and played the course unannounced it's kind of neat you know having that guy and in, in the state of tennessee it's it's huge for us yeah i think that brought a lot of people here too yeah uh just hearing that name um but uh they're involved and in, you know when we built this putting green in this pavilion you know we walked that this whole area and that's where we came up with the idea for the heckle deck yeah he he actually loved the heckle deck. And, <laughs> he's a, uh, hey, he's a little trash talker. Uh, well, so to you speak. know, you, you got to have a little bit in you if you're a, if you're a, a professional athlete. No doubt, you? no doubt. But uh, you know, and Mark's idea with this open air pavilion was an absolute hit. Um, and I, I like how it came together. I like the look of it. Yep. And and you know, just having those fresh eyes, just like we were talking about, yeah. having ideas that would make this place better is is something. I think they every time they come out they they bring more ideas and and I think that helps our golf course out. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the best part about having multiple people involved and having people that have different perspectives, things that they've seen um uh, that can have some, you know, one little idea can spawn into something really really pretty cool and and especially guys who like that who've had tons of experience and and been to been to several different places and and then the, even the things you've seen or rob has seen you know you, you kind of make a collective idea about something and then all, off you go and it turns into something pretty sweet yep yeah and you know just just being here and seeing it, it grow over the years has, has been very satisfying and and i i just I've been a golf lover my whole life right. you know and this place is just a little different it's just that 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 it's just a little more comfortable. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Well, that's that's a big thing in our industry is to have something where I mean, I know you have your stresses and you have your you have your things you have to deal with and it, as golf course superintendents, we we tend to put more on us than we honestly need to, but um this is a different feel and different vibe and and uh it is it has a laid back sort of uh, connotation to it it has it has that sort of you know good old boy you know let's just have fun and and uh you know play a game we all love and 
and uh, you know you have your expectations as far as how you want it to be and it's only increasing because the popularity and the and everything's going so you know that that's that's something to be said for that yeah I think so I think it's the future yeah I, I like the nine hole concept myself not even just nine holes just the the, the way it's run and, and yeah. you know there's just not that that guy in the golf shop that bites your head off if you do something wrong or, you know, you know, and, and Rob's building a 12 hole course right now. You know, there's just so many different ways. You don't have to stick to a, a set plan yeah. with anything. That's you can sure. change everything and make, or make something and, and improve on it. And I don't know, it's, it's just nine holes is, is a perfect amount of time for some people. Some people want to play 18 and now we have all day passes and people can play 45. So yeah. You get around as many times as you want if you want to be that way. Yep. So does it typically pretty much sell out all day, or how does the how does the um, you have memberships? What what's is it? I guess you mentioned some of the different passes you have. What is what is how does it the uh, typical day go? Well, now on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays and Sundays, uh, we have what we call all day passes. You have to reserve online. All of our tee times are done online in advance. And I think we dropped that in March, and it sold out in 30 minutes. So those were just weekend and passes. Uh, so when you buy this pass, you're able to play as much golf as you can in a day. So after that, we got Mondays where we're closed, and Tuesdays and Wednesdays are just 18-hole flat rate. Gotcha. Uh, we do have members. We have what we call our OG members, and then we have our Guardian members. And then we have our investors, which mm -hmm. are our founding members. Sure. So we, we have different stages of that. But we always, I think we're doing 50 day passes on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So there's 50 of you out here. And that's it. And so you're able to just fly around all day long if you want. Right. Um, and then the members are invited to come play too. And, and you know, that's that's the thing we've got to watch is like if if – there's, we don't want too many people on the course at once because yeah. you don't want it slowing down to where sure. it's, it's a snail's pace. So we're trying to promote fast golf where everyone's having a good time, and, and these day passes have, have been a pretty big hit. Well, I would imagine so. And, and so those are, uh, in order to play those days, you have to have one of those reserves. In, and, they... and even the, the Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Every day needs to be reserved now. Yeah. So what happens is people will cancel – so now we have a waiting list for that. It, it, it gets a little complicated. Right. But if you reserve your date, if you got in there March and you got a date for July, let's just say July 19th, you're in. You just, you just come and you can play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's another thing about it that makes it cool is you can just kind of get out here and, you know, it's not going to be a snail's pace. You're not waiting around and... Um, you know, you can play around with your buddies and, and uh, enjoy it. I mean, yeah. you don't want to come, you don't want to have a bad experience. That's the, that's the we worst part. That. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst part about golf is creating, uh, having a bad experience with something that's supposed to be pretty cool. Yeah. You know? And you can get too many people out here. Last year we ran into that a little bit. Um, yeah. And Matt's done a really good job with, with, with that stuff, too. Uh, he even gave out some free passes and, and brought people beer while they were waiting because they yeah. were waiting so long. And, and so he's done a really good job with, with trying to, to promote the, the fun aspect and getting people out and, and letting them have a good time, you know. Yeah. 
So what's what's coming down the road? Anything new, exciting, or is it just kind of getting through the year now? Back that we're back, kind of back to normal. Well, we're we're our focus is on drainage right now. Yeah. As as the superintendent, I think that's what we can improve on. Um, while we're closed, we're we're getting a contractor in here to do some drainage work this year, and then we were able to do a lot during the winter, which I hadn't done in the past because of flooding. Always worried about the sod just floating away. Sure, but uh, we were able to get it done, and, and it sat there long enough. We did flood, and it didn't float away, and 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 um, so that's just. I want to constantly get better with our drainage here. Do you and feel like you can just keep? Can, I mean, there's endless amounts that you can do with that. I, mean, I think, sure I think a, so. I'm sure there's because, a period of it. Because what's going to happen with these clay soils is, yeah. is they're not going to last long. Um, they're pretty heavy, and and they're you know the the pipes probably going to fail. And I've found that just like I said, just just getting in a coarse sand, digging a trench, and putting coarse sand in it is working just as good. Yeah. So I think it's going to constantly we're going to be going around improving drainage or creating more. Are you doing any of that, like verta drain or the what are the where you can basically slice it uh, with a deep tine and then filling that up, or is it just all? I haven't done any of that yeah. yet. Um, I think we've just kind of done the old-fashioned uh, herringbone drainage, yeah. uh, wagon wheels around some of our uh, low areas on seven and eight. Seven and eight are out here in the middle of the course, and they're the lowest spots, and they tend to be wetter than everything else. So yeah. we. We're we're gonna focus on that this summer, trying to get those better. Are you putting? You, you might have said it. Are you putting pipe in with the sand, or no? You just putting. Sand? I will be putting pipe in yeah. with this contractor. Yeah. Um, but I've experimented, and on number five in the front of our green, we had a. It was just a really uh, nasty spot, a lot of heavy clay. Yeah. And we were we were actually having to hand dig some of these spots, and it was just absolutely awful. As soon as we got the sand in there and sodded it, it's 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 bone dry now. Yeah. So it, I just it's just these pockets of this clay that really really get wet, and we're trying to do everything we can. Well, I, you know, I've I've always said I think the hardest two things to get people to understand the most about golf courses is irrigation and drainage. And you, you can never really have your irrigation dialed in enough or there's always got to be something or if it gets worn out, then you have to fix it. And then drainage, we're, I'm actually uh, doing a drainage project now where we're um, – the, the golf course is very flat where I help out with. And, um, and a lot of the culverts, a lot of the ditches, just deferred maintenance. And I said if, if – when, whenever it rains heavy, it basically shuts the golf course down, and it can shut it down for a couple of days. Well, that's a lot of money when you yeah. run 200 people a day through a golf course. You know, if you want, if you if you can get somebody back out there in a quicker amount of time. So we went in and we said, "Hey, what if we open up these drainage ditches, take all these areas where stuff's grown overgrown, and just let's start working on a three-year project to." Um, manage that and get this water moving off the golf course right because it will move it just it it's it's disrupted in a lot of places and we just can't get anywhere it sits there until it either soaks in the ground or what so the owners were like yeah we this this would if if we get 10 more days of golf or if we can get back on the course sooner it'll pay for the project in no time and so that's what we're doing we and we got track hose and skid steers and we really can't dig anything or put pipe in the ground but 
all these ditches and culverts that have been overgrown or have scrub trees growing in, we're eliminating all that and taking out areas where it it can go straighter. And, I mean, it's already made a huge difference. We're going to create water holding areas where water can get to and stay instead of of blocking cart paths and things like that. So, you know, it just you don't – I don't think sometimes people think about how important the drainage aspect of a golf course is because, you know, architects will design it how they want it and it'll get to the to a certain point and they're like, well, this will work. And then you realize pretty quickly that you got to do more, you know? Yeah, there's drainage is obviously the most important part. I think from the beginning, you need you need to know where the water's going. Yeah. Um, and if you can catch it and move it, you can, I mean, that's what we do, yeah. you know? With our bunkers, we struggle with standing water, and and we've done everything we could think of to get them draining better. Um, obviously, we're in this valley, and we're in this we're in a floodplain, yeah. so it's not easy. But there's ways. Um, you just gotta you just gotta keep incorporating sand. The sand's so good because I in South Florida we we had great draining soils already. <laughs> yeah, and and so I didn't run into too much drainage projects Mm -hmm. along my way there but getting here i knew right away we were going to have to focus on that and and we have and it's it's better it's not where we want it but we're gonna we're gonna keep improving yeah i i can only imagine that you got your handle on it and the fact that that, that's where your focus is going to be is going to only make the golf course that much better and you just eliminate these areas where water stands and holds i mean it's just that that goes to the overall experience like you're talking about you know you don't want to it's hard enough when we having to water these greens and you probably got ins and outs you got a newer system but like um you know Sometimes you don't have that where you have to water a green for, say, a head's got to run for 20 minutes, but it's a full circle. You create wet areas around the green. Now you now you got problems with areas around the green that shouldn't be, you know, where water needs to go. And so people are always battling this, especially in older systems. But, you know, even even still, I imagine you still got some things like that where you're, you're trying to fix and eliminate and, and uh, get your handle on yeah, they, you got to constantly improve, uh, audit your system constantly. It would be great if you had enough employees to hand water everything, <laughs> but we don't. Um, some courses do, but you, it's it's really hard to figure out. Especially, I don't have central control irrigation, so I'm running everything through these boxes. So I have really figured out which heads I need to run and which ones I don't. Right. It's almost more hands-on, so you know your system better. But at the same time, when you get behind it, it gets tough. Yeah. So we we just put a wetting agent out today, and, and I watered it in 10 minutes before play. You know, number one puddles, number two puddles. Other than that, I don't see many puddles. Sure. Nine does a little bit, uh, but that's because my from the flooding, our, our bunker came out, and I've got a little bit of silt on yeah. the one side of the green. That's why it, it just kind of sits on top of it. But, you know, we... I try and not water if I don't have to. Yeah. Um, obviously, greens are different. I don't like them to get too dry. But, you know, as far as fairways, I'll keep them off as long as I can. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah I mean, as far as, like, your wetting agent program, or is that more of just feel? Or do you are you pretty diligent because you've got a lot of areas that could dry out pretty quick on you? Do you? How, how, how do you sort of plan for that? Well, it's changed through the years. Early on, they, they were just, the water was pushing through these things. Yeah. You couldn't keep enough water on them. 
Um, now, uh, during that time I was using Tracure, which was just strictly a wedding agent. Uh, and then I got into Revolution, which I think pushes through and holds a little bit. Sure. I used it a lot before I came here, and I really liked that product. When I got here, I had 30 gallons of Tracure, so <laughs> I used Tracure. Right. Didn't want to, you know, we didn't have much money. <laughs> I, I was fine with it. Right. Um, now I've gone to Harold's product. I use uh, a ratio of Fleet to Symphony. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I go about two to one uh, Fleet to symphony yeah and that seems to be good for me i will dry out faster but i'm okay with that yeah i'd rather i'd rather see the dryness coming than be wet too long right um so it it, it might be a little more work but it's gonna play better yeah there's a fine line there i think you gotta do you do moisture meter or anything like that i don't have a moisture meter (laughs) Uh, (laughs) everybody tells me i need to get one i I want one uh i just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet and i feel like i have a handle on it but it could always be like me with the old school i got the probe man yeah i mean we we came up in the in the day and age of probing and feel and and uh knife if i had been i guarantee you i'd have one though (laughs) <laughs> yeah well uh i had my first experience so i helped out with the corn ferry over to go, uh, the grove this year and i did data collection uh and i'd never i'd never worked i've seen the obviously the moisture meters and how they work but i've never really understood sort of the idea because every course is different like somebody can say that their number is x and that be nowhere near your number as mm-hmm. far as what you need to be watering about so uh, and we went around and and uh you know you take all these averages and you get a you get an idea of how wet or dry the greens are and, and to me it it what it was take, the ideal number? I mean, I've never I used one. I don't so. know. I don't know. Um, I was getting high 20s, low 30s percentage. And, you know, that, but they had, had a lot of rain. Uh, they weren't watering at all. Uh, and they seemed to be coming down as the week progressed. I, I think I did it three or four days in a row. So um, I would say, I don't know where they're, I, I think Joe mentioned that if it gets under 20, that's when they start looking at, you know, okay. where they need to water. And, you know, you would, I would go, I'm to sound like a rookie when I'm talking now, but um, I guess you go in a, you know various spots, never really in any low areas, all the high points mm-hmm. and kind of flat areas. And it just, you can take as many readings as you want, but uh, it gives you an average of the over the overall green. But if you, but if you say, hey, I got a, a, a bad reading on this, and from my understanding is people sort of cordon off their green. So this, this would be like, yeah, you know, if it's the middle left on hole number one, you could say it's zone three or four or whatever, and you just tell somebody to go hit that zone or whatever. That's kind of my I, understanding. I like that. I like that actually. I think yeah. for the younger generation, it's a little bit easier. Too. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's plain as day. Yeah. You know, there's no, hey, let's go do do spot this morning. Um, that's a field thing. Yeah. Oh, that's more of a bent grass. Sure. Um, deal, but yeah, we used to do that all the time in Pinehurst and. You would you would see it. You pull up, and as you don't have any dew, that needs a water. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think, or it looks purple, and you're like, whoop. Then you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bent, bent's a different animal, yeah. but out here, I get away with it. I think I will end up breaking down and buying a moisture meter. Yeah, um, because it's it's uniformity is what I like. You know, the green speeds are affected by that also. So yeah. if you can if you can keep your green, and with my system, you know, manually watering. I might not run one green, 
right. night, you know, just to try and balance that out because I do moisture does affect speed. So there's no you don't you said you don't have a central. Is that how I mean what type of system do you have? Is it the, the Toro? Um, mm-hmm. What is it, Toro? Oh gosh, I wish you wouldn't <laughs> ask me. Like, uh, is it the old Osmac? It's oh man, I don't it's terrible. I'm not, I think it's Lynx. Lynx. I, I'm so bad. Okay, I'm bad. Well, I didn't like, mean I'll, to put you on the spot. I, I'd forget my last name, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's just I have. It's almost like a grow in where at night I started at eight o'clock if I'm running. Yeah. And I'll just turn my boxes to on, and then I have every head to a different, like. So you can you can go in and individually in the boxes do whatever you need to do. Right. If I'm doing you a don't have a, watering, yeah. I just turn the boxes on. Yeah. If I'm wanting to water greens, most of the time I'll come in a little early and get ahead of the guys and and just water greens only. Do you water greens at night or do you do it mostly in the morning? I usually do it at night, but sometimes I'll get here early and do it in the morning. Gotcha. If we put, like, we top dressed yesterday. Yeah. Today you come in and you water before that mower gets on there just so you don't have that sticky dew that gets sand everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it again, it, it makes me focus more on on the moisture, and so I'm able to fine tune it better. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of my style. Um, if I had central, obviously I would be dialing down this head, and you know that sort of thing. But I do that individually through the boxes sure. instead. Well, that, and that works for you. I, I think everybody's different. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm techy a little bit, and I like. I like dialing it in um, and having sort of those controls. I also like the feedback you can get, um, but I, you know, not knowing exactly what you have out there. There's, I mean, you can get once you. It's a feel thing for you, and mm-hmm. and and to be honest with you, I think that's where our expertise comes in the most is water management. I, 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 agree. I think it's an underrated value of what we do. One hundred percent. Because I mean. We're all good grass growers, but it, when it comes down to playability and what you want the golf course to perform like, it really comes down to how, how well you water. What are the expectations and then yeah. provide them? Yeah. yeah. And, and I learned that I learned that 100% from playing golf. I, in my very first day as a, on a golf course, I was, I was fully focused on how the golf course was playing and understanding – well, this area is wet. How? What can I do to change it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, back then I was. We had these old rainbird heads that you could flip part circle, and you know, we were keeping a note in a book and saying, well, uh, you know, this head on, you know, hole five is, you know, part circle. I mean, just to, you know, and and it got to be just crazy. Now you can do it in a computer, yeah. but but you know, uh, that's that's what I that's how I learned, and that's how I felt like I got a leg up. Is nothing nothing really revolutionary it's just like hey just manage the golf course yeah why is it wet you yeah. know like you said you got to figure it out like yeah. sometimes they're they're your head's not turning or or you're or you've got two heads in one area so you just need to dial it back but i think you're right though you mentioned you know playing golf early on yeah. and that kind of told you uh the way it's supposed to play so i mean i take that too i i played golf early on and you know, as a young kid i loved the game and I found over the years the better golf courses had better water management, yep. you know, and, and it's uh, it's definitely, I think, the most important part. Yep. 
Well, Brent, man, I know it's been uh, it's been a while since we got back together, and uh, it's been fun to sit down and chat. I'd like to go right around the golf course, but is uh, anything I, I haven't asked you or talked about that you want to chat about? What's up with this flag? Is that y'all's logo, or is, is that? I don't know. It's a Swedish flag. Swedish. This 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 valley yeah. was uh, originally settled by some people from Sweden. I got you, and that's where that comes from. Um, I seen it on the. I guess it's on the flag on the blue flag on the course too. So. Or it looks like it. I can't tell. Yeah, it's it's similar. Similar. Uh, I, honestly, <laughs> that came from Patrick Boyd. That that blue flag you yeah. see with with the lighter blue cross yep. in it, that is our original flag Patrick yep. brought in, and so we started using that. And then we got the logo flag over here with the SC. It's cool. Uh, we've got a lot of logos now, but. Uh, yeah, let's go out and just check it out. I don't, I don't know if there's anything else Sweet. I've got. Well, thanks for sitting down with me and uh, taking the time. I know, I know, we're uh, we we got a beautiful day, so it feels like we kind of relax a little bit. But uh, let's go right around and uh, and see everything. Sounds good. Well, appreciate it, folks. Uh, that uh, sat down with Brent Roberson from Sweetens Cove. Had a great conversation. Be sure to rate, share, subscribe, and as always. Just uh, share this with someone, bring a friend. Hopefully, you got something out of it. Enjoy it, and um, love doing this for you guys. Brent, you, you got give out your uh, social. Uh, last time I know we did, you want to if anybody. I don't know about my social security card. Not your social security card, your <laughs> Twitter handle or whatever. <laughs> no, you I want somebody. You. It's uh, <laughs> uh, Brent Robertson one one on Twitter, and now I have Instagram, and I think I'm named Super. Sweeten Super 23 yeah. on uh, Instagram. There you and, go. And uh, I'm not on there much, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's great to just take pictures of this place and get them online. I like seeing other yep. people do it. It's it's kind of neat. I, I like I keep up with that. Absolutely. Well, that Instagram's cool for that, and you do a fam- fabulous job. If you haven't been down to Sweeten's Cove, be sure to come. Uh, it's in uh, just. West is it west of Chattanooga, sort of in a small town uh, south? Yeah, you take twenty four yep. towards Nashville, yep. and it's South Pittsburgh. South Pittsburgh, and it is out in the middle of nowhere, but it's a beautiful place. You got to come and see it. Brent, thanks again, man. Let's go ride the golf course. That's it for the episode. Appreciate you joining. Until next time, I will talk to you soon.